Hey everybody, welcome into the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you are listening to me, and I appreciate that. Hope you all are having or had a great work week, depending on when you're listening um, to this episode. Um, and you hope you even have a better weekend on tap coming down the pocket here. Um, on this week's video game focused episode, I- I'm not gonna lie, the news is a little bit uh, a little bit light in the video game industry. So not not really much goings ons if you will um however never fear i i got something for you guys that i hope you enjoy and or appreciate and i promise this filler focused episode is gonna is somewhat relevant to games that are are coming out things of that nature so i just kind of want to do something a little bit different so on today's episode i wanted to put under a microscope if you will an upcoming game that releases uh, next at the end of February, I believe. There's some weird stuff, depending if you're a EA Access member or VIP, a pre-order, blah, 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 all that fucking garbage, right? So EA and one of their development houses called BioWare, very legendary studio in the industry, have a little game coming out called Anthem. Now, I'm sure for a lot of you, you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be rant-filled and all that, and it probably might be. But what I wanted to do was take a step back because I've noticed this past, I think the last like week and a half or so, a lot of different major outlets out there like Polygon, IGN, and a host of other ones have Anthem coverage, you know, 101, full fucking blown. So Bioware and EA are doing their, you know, their pushing of like, this is Anthem, you know, blah, this is what you can do and what you can expect and all this stuff. So great. So getting a lot more eyes and ears on a bevy of information, and I believe it was a month ago or so, somewhere thereabouts, a lot of these people in the industry, which is very common, they get flown out to Edmonton, um, to the Bioware headquarters over there, and they got to spend, I think, anywhere from two to three hours hands-on with the latest build of the game or close to it, as well as maybe some Q&A stuff with the developers and things of that nature. And the developers themselves, who all have personal Twitters, um, they're out there doing Q&As as well with members of the public, which is great. That's cool. So all this information, videos, articles, etc., just pretty much flooding everywhere you look, depending if you go to some of these more major sites. So in the past, there's no question that I have made a uh, uh, heavy amounts of passive aggressive comments in terms of my uh, disdain for this game. So on today's episode, what I wanted to do was try to, in a reasonable and somewhat intelligent way, present my argument of why I think this game will not only suck ass, but at the worst, be one of those games that's like, you know what? Had some good foundation to it. They did some good things right. They did a lot of things wrong. But, you know, give it a year. Come back in a year and the year will come and go. And people will be like, oh, Anthem's so much better now, dude. Oh, fuck, they did this. They, they listen to their community. But after taking you for a ride for all your money and a year's worth of an unfinished or giving another year of development, it's pretty much like early access. But, of course, they don't want to call it that. Um, so I want you all to go on a journey with me, regardless if you're driving to or from work right now. Maybe you're out and about. Um, just just go on this journey with me, hear me out as I put on my Danny Thomas hat and or robes as I quit them so I can predict the future of what's going to happen. Now, I w- want to make this perfectly clear and be 100% honest and transparent with you guys as I always try to be. If I don't know something, I say I don't know it. Um, and I definitely, I try to take pride in the fact I'm not talking out of my ass or assuming certain things w- within reason, of course. So... I want to put this out there, disclaimer, full full disclosure. 
I have no love for EA as a company. I think they're a big pile of shit. I think Bioware is a shell of itself, and it's a living off the name of others that came before those workers there that have done incredible masterpieces of work for that company. Because those people, from my understanding, like 90% of them are no longer there. And I'm not sure how much exchange they had with the old guard leaving and then these new kids coming in that they really got to learn the Bioware way, if you will. Because Bioware's always had a very distinct style and just... I don't know a breath to them that was very that is very very different than a lot of these gaming companies, let alone other RPG companies. So, um, yeah, full disclosure, I got my issues with EA. I personally, I can tell you guys right now, I will not be purchasing this game at all. Um, I will not be covering it in a sense. If there's like news stories that are related to it for positive or negative, I will cover them as always. I personally won't. I just do not agree with EA's practices. And I'm sorry for people that are listening that are like, dude, I, I don't listen to you for your personal opinion when it comes to EA's business practices, but maybe your personal opinion for some reason when it comes to video games, TV, or movies. Um, that's just me. I just don't want to do that. I don't want to support those guys. I want to vote with my wallet kind of thing. And Star Wars Battlefront 2 was the last straw for me when I did finally end up getting on that game, which I know sounds like I'm talking at both sides of my ass. And I, I agree with that. It's my love for star Wars that pulled me into it. Not to make excuses though. And I got it for like, I think it was on sale for 10 bucks. So at this point I'm like, okay, you fuckers are losing money. I know that much. So will that be a similar situation with Anthem? If it comes out and everyone's blowing a load, probably not because everyone blew a fucking load over destiny too. When it first came out, you thought that was the second coming. And we, all the people that are aware and are reasonably open and honest and have a standard about something, know full well what the shit show Destiny 2 was and maybe is to a certain degree too, but that, that's a different discussion for a different day. So the basis of everything I'm going to go over, because there is so much stuff out there, I'm going to reference a Polygon article. And the reason I'm doing this is because it was three different developers, well, two different developers, and I think one of the game directors on their own personal Twitter did the Q&A with fans that asked questions. I do not know ahead of time what questions were dismissed or they just choose not to, to gloss over, that sort of thing. And I'm sure it's all strategically done on purpose. Um, so they don't reveal certain stuff that maybe they don't want to reveal or they're not ready to yet. That's fair. That's fine. So that's why I'm not going to like an IGN article or like a Game Informer, whomever, and giving you, making my talking points, my arguments against this game based off of the opinion of a third party person of someone who went there and, you know, talk with these developers and, you know, spend a lot of time with them and have run in the same circle, stuff like that. And taking their opinion, I want, I'm going based off of what they're saying themselves, the developers to their public, as well as my personal experience with games, my personal experience when it comes to these looter shooters that we've seen of late in the industry, as well as what, history tells us. So I did all the legwork for you guys and I can give several arguments and rebuttals of why I, I went through and I've seen, I've heard some stuff about this game in general of late that I'm just like, Oh my God, this is a red flag. Like, Oh wait, there's another one. Oh shit guys. There's a field full of red flags and it's called Anthem. So bear with me as we kind of go through, I got all my little talking points here and stuff like that. And I know it's one of those things where this is a, in a sense, a one-sided conversation because you can only hear me. I can't hear you, but guess what? That's why listener questions are there, guys. I see. That's why you send them in. You get involved in the convo. So with that said, I got the mic right now. 
so we'll go through and, and all that stuff. So let's get Danny Domus mode off and, and all that stuff. So <sighs> Anthem's a different one. So let's, I just want to start with some basic points and we'll kind of work our way into the, the, the Q and a thing that I was talking about. So my first thing that I hear, and this is based off a lot of stuff I see on Reddit or on reset era, or just in general forums, you know, cause I'm bored. I go on YouTube, stuff happens and you know how that whole rabbit hole goes, right? So I see a lot of people in general that are very hopeful for this game. I like hope. Hope's cute. It's something that we strive for as a society in general, whether it's issues that are important or not important, that just hope is something incredible, right? And I think that's what a great video game can do. It can give you hope about certain stuff. And I know I'm getting a little bit more like, what's the word? Not sentimental. Um, I'm getting a little bit like, I know I'm becoming a, kind of a hippie with this, but just, just hear me out. Follow, see if I can follow my train of thought here because it's not a good in my head. We'll see what happens when I actually say it out loud. <laughs> Having hope for a video game to be good, to be great is awesome. Hope that it will make moments in your life shitty better, something to look forward to. There's nothing wrong with that, right? I, you know, I think it's ridiculous to have it in this game because the red flags are so blatant, but... We know so much more now than we ever did when it comes to game development. If you choose to see that, if you don't, then you're, you want to be ignorant or you don't care enough to do it. That's okay too. But at the same time, don't be upset when this shit turns out, you know, as a total stinker on you. So with that said, along with hope, I see a lot of people on these different sites say, well, you know, it's story-wise, Anthem's going to be great. Bioware can tell a story. When was the last time Bioware told a great story? Honestly, for me personally, the last time I experienced a Bioware game that I was like, holy shit, this is awesome, was Mass Effect 3 for me. And that was them doing their own version of closing out a trilogy. And I know there's other people that are going to be like, oh, but Mass Effect 3, the end. No, 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 you're, you're, I get it. I understand it. But don't, don't get it twisted. That was them with kind of this newer breed of people coming in, mixing with the old class, the old guard, creating these masterpieces of storytelling and, and just video games entirely. But let's focus on the story point element. Dragon Age 3, like we've talked about it. It's the crash effect. It's my Oscar comp that I always do. There was nothing out there. That game was not a game of the year. Like, i sorry, it wasn't. Then you look at Mass Effect Andromeda, which was a bastardization of a beloved franchise that was not treated with the love and care that it earned and deserved and all those people that came before it and worked their fucking ass off on that project. And for people to say, well, once they patched it, it got good. No, it didn't. It was not a good game at all. It, it did not care to entertain you. It did not care to make a good game out of it. Not to say the people that worked on it didn't give a shit. I don't think that's it, but we've learned later through like Jason Schreier from Kotaku and just deep dives into the game a lot of mismanagement, a lot of just like, what the fuck is happening at the Bioware level? And then here comes your owner, Big Daddy EA, who slips into your night or into your bed in the middle of the night wearing, a you know, just a robe, half a jern with no underwear. And you're like, this is going to be a fucking bad memory. That's what EA did. And then you look at what they did with Star Wars The Old Republic. Damn, that sounded really good. EA was like, oh, we got to change the guard here. We got to... We're not doing wow numbers. What the fuck? So let, let's let's be honest, right? It's, it hasn't been good. So this idea that we're going back to, well, Bioware knows how to tell a story. 
I mean, when's the last time they actually really told a story that just had you on the edge of your seat, made you think, made you feel things from a main quest to a sideline quest era where you're just like fucking blown away. For me, it's been a while. There may be shimmers of it throughout, and that's great, but it's that consistency of a masterful storytelling Bioware is was known for, in my opinion, and they're a shell of themselves, as I said in the intro. A lot of these guys that worked on, you know, the Bioware's, like the Doctors and all, those guys are long gone. Like that, that DNA, that history, that experience, all that stuff, it's not there anymore. It's new people. And that happens with any company, but usually there's someone that stands there like, no, this is the Bioware way. And we teach people and we develop it that way. Now, I will say for me, I was personally someone when the news broke that Casey Hudson, who is the director of some of my favorite video games of all time, not just Bioware, but Star Wars, the um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the very first one, the Mass Effect trilogy guy's a master storyteller he's a great video game director he came in from microsoft and what he took over the reins of bioware that gave me a lot of hope but looking at it and knowing what i know now there's a lot of shit that's out of his control and it's called big brother ea and it's just yeah it's like he could have the best of intentions but he has to play ball or he's not going to have that job he has to go at ea's own drum and if he doesn't his ass is out of a job let's be honest that's how the EA is not known for being sympathetic. Let's put it that way. So you go through, they can tell a story, blah, 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 this stuff. I think that's just, I don't know. It's just one of those like pros that people try to give. And it's like, eh, no, not really. Like it was true forever ago. For some reason, we're still holding on to it. It doesn't exist anymore. So that's kind of the story thing. I, this one's probably going to get a little more people kind of a little butthurt. And so I've seen a lot of footage of this game of late, like whatever they're showing the media. And that's Bioware choosing to show that. The gameplay looks sweet. Ooh. To me, it looks like Mass Effect Andromeda, which I fucking despise the combat. It was clunky. There was no rhythm to it. There was no flow. There was no, It didn't feel great to fight. It didn't feel great to move. It felt very clunky. It's like, oh, look at this. Like you're an anime character jumping up and down. Like Dragon Ball Z, we did our own version of it with the Mass Effect game. And it's like, uh, so I'm sure they tweaked it and they tuned it. But here's my thing. I'm watching gameplay of this and it's something where in Anthem, there's a free roam area. So think of it very much like Destiny. You have your missions, your campaign, you go through the story, right? And then you and your buddies can load up in the open world, which... People have said, oh, it's very expansive. It's huge. It's good size. And there's other areas too. And it's like, well, I haven't fucking seen them. So I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't want everything revealed to me, but you haven't hinted at anything else. So is that coming? Is that going to be at launch? What does that look like? Because they said the same thing for Destiny as well. And we saw how that shit turned out as well as Division. So there you go. But from the gameplay standpoint, I'm watching one video from IGN and it looked like it looks so fucking boring. The guy's just floating there. His jets go out. He drops to the ground, waits for it to recharge. He goes back up and he's just firing, right? So he's just raining fire down. Their enemy is this giant, like, dildo rock monster that you're like, oh, that's kind of cool looking. But it's just doing the same two moves over and over again. It's not adapting. The AI was was non-existent, too. So that's an AI thing kind of tied to your gameplay a little bit. But I was just sitting there looking. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is bullet sponge galore. That's all it is. You're just shooting something. There's no thought. There's no strategy. There's no... I mean, if your strat's like, I'm going to fire a thunderbolt now. Hey, bro, fire, fire, and see what we can do with our elemental effects because they're pushing that, the elemental combos and shit. And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, 
it's not really going to titillate me for long. I think after a while, the Thunderbolts get a little bit like just you become a blank canvas to it. So there's that point, And then tying into it, my last note on that is they're using the Frostbite engine. People, for those that don't know, fucking Google it. The Frostbite engine is an engine owned by EA that they have force-fed down all their fucking development houses to use. It is an engine designed from the ground up to be used via DICE and their Battlefront first-person shooter type of thing. That's what it's designed for. That's one of the main reasons they had issues with Andromeda in this development cycle. They were trying to fit a round peg in a square hole. It doesn't work. It's not designed for that. But EA is mandating the Bioware and other developers in-house to be like, no, you got to make this work. I mean, look at Titanfall, right? Titanfall 1 and 2, I, well, I didn't play the first one. The second one, I loved it, right? They didn't use the Frostbite engine. And they're partners with EA. Well, now they're owned by EA. So what are we, what are we talking about here? Like, they use the fucking Source engine from Half-Life. And they made an awesome game that looked and felt brilliant. They didn't use their own shit. But for whatever reason, Bioware has to adhere to this and has to use it. And it's not designed for that. It's going to cause fucking issues. And now you put in networking, you put online multiplayer, you put in fucking loot drops, random numbers, and storage. You're asking for a fucking shit show. That's what it is. And if people are like, well, they've tested it and blah, blah. You trying to tell me they haven't tested fucking Andromeda? They didn't, they didn't uh, test any other games that have been force-fed into this engine? Of course they have. It just doesn't work, but they, they continue to do it because I'm sure someone updates. And it's like, oh, yeah, now now we can tweak it and just tear out the fabric a little bit more to design it around an RPG look and feel. We can make this work. Of course, they have no fucking choice. If they go to EA and say, hey, we can't do this, EA's like, we'll find someone that can make it work. Like, let's, let's be honest here. So that leads me to my next point, the EA problem. I personally feel that when it's all said and done, Anthem will sell very, very well. But I would not be shocked if we hear a report that I that I broadcast on here that, wait a second, EA's not happy. Their investors aren't happy because they projected $500 million opening weekend for a brand new IP or the first month or week sales of Anthem, and they didn't get that. They got 450 guys, we got to start letting people, laying people off or we got to start restructuring. Hey, hurry up and get more shit out there on the microtransaction store. We got to make up this money somehow. Do you think they just take the loss and they're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll figure it out next year. No, they're, they fucking go all hands on deck and they freak out. And then they'll start looking under the microscope of like, okay, how do we, how do we push the, the line a little bit more here with microtransactions? You guys have heard me talk about it before. And it's, so it's the EA problem. They're a scum company, just like Activision. So what makes you believe or hope that this situation with Anthem is going to be any different? They will fuck us over and they won't even offer to get us lipstick so we look pretty as they fuck us. That's EA. That's Activision. That's not going to change for Anthem by any means. Don't let the whole no season pass. We're giving you free content no matter what. We don't want to fracture the player base. Uh, all microtransactions are cosmetic only and you can still earn them in-game and nothing's exclusive. It won't have weapons. It won't... It's all fucking lip service. They're not stupid. They they have fucking these focus groups. They have people whose sole job is to figure out how to get you to spend money on microtransactions and you gamble. That's all they want. That's all it's about. And they are just always tweaking the algorithm. So that goes into microtransaction problem. This is my thing. 
I with this this is the new trend we've seen from big developers and publishers where they're like we're not doing DLC packs anymore we're not doing season passes because we don't want to fracture the fan base. Oh, you don't want to fr guys. Isn't EA and Bioware so fucking nice? Aren't they so considerate of their player base? They don't want to fracture it. Well, they did it for how many years and they really didn't give a shit because people stopped buying it or they stopped engaging. Remember that word now, engaging. They love that fucking word. That's their that's their trigger term. Their hot word is fucking engagement. They all say it. Activision does it. EA does it. That's how they measure fucking everything. Your engagement with their game. So it wasn't working. So they had to shift. Otherwise, they're dead in the water and they know that. So my point is when you hear that, and maybe I'm maybe because I just hate microtransactions quite a bit, I'm looking at this through the wrong pair of glasses. And that could be it. When they give you all this shit for free and they're like, oh, we're going to have so much content packs. You guys are going to love it. Okay. Do you like quantity over quality? I mean, let's be honest here. How many games are charging you 60 plus dollars? And I'm not talking about the plus part being tax. And they do this, that you get content that you're like, this is fucking awesome. And I can't believe this is free. I mean, really, how much? I'm sure there's some Call of Duty people with tattoos that are like, oh, man, once you get the M4060 drop pack, it's so great. Like, it's awesome. And they did these free updates. And it's like, no, they're fucking updates. It's called sustaining the game, making it better. Like, don't give them credit for doing their job. Like, it's insane to me. So, again, for me, I'm of the, the mindset where I'm okay with expansions. I'll spend 30, 40 bucks for an expansion pass. Or not expansion pass, but like an expansion like old school, PC style. That was great because that content was dope and it was so good and so much for the most part. And they're like, well, that's, that takes time to do. And we don't even know $40 covers that, uh, development cost of it. So, uh, shit, shit, shit. Um, let's do DLC packs. Oh, map packs. And they just break everything down from a multiplayer. And now we're seeing it in a single player standpoint of how much they can modernize and just squeeze out of you. Think about it. Go look at call of duty. The latest one, that was their thing. Free content. Look at how much shit's costing now. It's fucking ridiculous. They have to make the money up somewhere. They're not all of a sudden going to be like, you know what? We're going to we're gonna readjust our expectations, guys, and relower our forecast of what we expect this game to make for our fans. No, they're not. They don't give a shit. More the better. So that's kind of like my big hits and, you know, all this stuff too with that or with Anthem. But I want to go over here to the, the Q&A and give you a little more specific examples of some stuff that I saw, and again, this is the one I was referring to directly from the developer and its team to people on Twitter, right? So I don't mean to be like Mike Francesca. For those that don't know, it's a older gentleman in New York City who's a sports host, and he counts on the air and makes like, I think, $25 million a year to talk about sports, which, I mean, good for him. He's just not very good at his job. Um, so yeah, there's 55 interesting things that they call it, blah, 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 right? So kind of going through, and if I come across any that I'm like, oh, that makes sense, or that's that's a cool idea, thank you for doing that, I'll give them credit where credit's due. So you you, know, you start off with your own four, all four classes, that's great, that's awesome, you know what I mean? There's no, like, you gotta unlock stuff. But again, it's, if each javelin's a class, I don't know why I just gave them credit for that, it's not. It's, yeah, that should be in. Don't fucking block me behind stuff. So... Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, let me see where I put it there. Where the fuck is it? Uh-oh, I'm like the old man that doesn't know how to use an iPad. Okay, we'll go to this one. This one's great. Come on, Polygon. I know you guys are a website, but fucking iPad's not that old. 
So this one here, players can make multiple pilots to replay the story alone or with their friends. Okay. So like, okay, that's pretty standard. Any other character, it's a big deal. So when I see this though, being a question that they choose to answer when it's kind of a de facto thing with RPGs or any multiplayer game, of course you can have more than one character. Duh. And he says, yep, you can make a new pilot and do it all over again. And you can quick play into friends missions, playing the crit path. I think crit path is what they're, I, I'm sure it's like an old terminology. Maybe I'm not used to or something newer, but that's like the main story. When your game has not been released, and I've seen this more than one, more than one place than just this though, they've talked about this recently. Like they're yeah, you can replay the content. That's a huge fucking red flag. The reason being, if you are already telling people and going out of your way to tell your audience that you can replay the game from beginning to end, that means you lack fucking content. And they got that strictly from Star Wars: The Old Republic the online game that was their big thing because it ran out of content and people are like play again and experience the story differently from another class and it's like oh okay that's cool that gets fucking boring you get attached to your character you want to help them grow but this idea this is one of the many red flags i've seen from a lot of game developments that do this looter shooter shit destiny was a victim of this as well where they turned around like oh yeah go play a different class but it's like okay is it any different no it's the same story like nothing changes so but I, I like my class and why do I need to replay the class? I can pick any four of them. So it doesn't make sense, but our story's so good that you want to replay it. Right. And it's like, no, no one wants to replay it. That's fucking ludicrous. Like you are literally doing that to pad content on people. So moving on to my next one here, let's see. Okay. 25 loot drops for all javelins, not just the one you're currently in. I can tell you from experience, this fucking sucks. I'm very curious how they balance it. And it says you favors the one you are playing with, but you can get stuff for the others also. Would not be surprised if you see articles or I bring it up on the podcast from a Reddit post about how the drop rate's fucked up. All these games go through it no matter what. But this tells me right here again as another red flag that you doing that will piss people off. It happened to me in Destiny 1 when I'm playing as a Titan and I'm getting fucking drops or the worst was you can something very fucking challenging and you're like oh here we go i'm gonna get that chess piece i'm gonna get that chess piece or something cool for my character and it's like wait that's not what i wanted like that's for a different fucking class that i have no intention of ever playing i have no interest whatsoever that fucking sucks and i'm sorry even though you have these four javelins and you can do it on the fly you don't have to start a new character most people are basic bitches people like they're gonna go in and be like oh i tried the rest of them and they're fine but this is the one i love like this is my thing and that should not be a problem as you as a player play is the way you want right so if you get like the fucking whatever the hulkbuster looking uh, javelin as they call it but you're getting drops for other shit i guarantee you that's going to be a storyline that's going to come up after the game where why the fuck am i getting shit from epic endgame stuff for a javelin I haven't even played. Can't the system recognize I have no interest in playing this game or in this class? I haven't put any time with this javelin whatsoever. Why are you doing that? That fucking sucks. I'm telling you from experience, that's going to be a big talking point, And I'm sure it's going to be one of the things they adjust very early on in the game. Maybe within the first month or so. Because people will get tired of it. Maybe two months. It depends how far how fast people reach the end game. Um... Number 36, and this one is a personal fucking gripe. This is that Care Bear catering to the casual bullshit I cannot stand. 
you keep the loot and any earned XP when you leave something. So the question from the Twitter guy was like, hey, if you and your group start a stronghold, for example, but can't complete it due to its difficulty or any other reason, do you lose any loot you find while playing? I.e., do you have to complete the event to get the gear? Yes, you should fucking have to complete the event to get the rewards. What the fuck is wrong with you? What is that shit? Hey, doubt of 20. We only know you can play three hours a day, so we're going to try to do our best to cater it to you, but also cater the hardcore. Like, fucking stop doing that. Those are the people that when they get bored, they're the first ones to leave. They're not going to grind through. It's this weird balance you're trying to strike that cannot exist. No one's gotten it right from my knowledge ever. Like, pick a fucking lane, man. I'm all about balance more than the next guy, but holy shit. I've seen this mindset done time and time and again with these games that are like, oh yeah, we we got something for the hardcore. We got something for the casuals. We got something for people in the middle. You know what that means? You got shit for anybody. That's what that means. Bottom line. Nothing's going to come of that. That is going to be a fucking shit show. And another example. I remember playing Destiny 2. I'm going to be the old man on the lawn fucking do i i didn't even play that game and i was getting raid gear like i would log in for guild rewards and they're giving me the uh the fucking raid sword and i'm like well that's the last thing i kind of wanted so i really have no interest of doing the raid anymore and shit like that so yeah it's it's bad what are you doing it's bad business don't do that um let's see oh this is a great one players who afk for long periods of time can rejoin if a slot is still open so here's here's some basic networking for you. That's going to fuck up the servers. And before people are like, Danny, dedicated servers. Are you trying to tell me Fallout 76 didn't have dedicated servers? I'm pretty sure Division did. We know Destiny didn't for fucking some reason because, well, they're cheap bastards, Activision and Bungie are idiots. But my point being... This is a fucking shit show waiting to happen. Your servers are already going to be a crap. Even with dedicated, you're going to have so many server issues. Go on the Anthem Reddit page. The first like couple days. Even with their early release, shit's going to hit the fan. It's going to be bad. And for anyone out there that's like, well, I've never experienced it. Well, fucking good for you. Most people do, though. Like, that's not commonplace. It's... It's not commonplace for you to, like, just no issues with networking. You're going to get booted. You're going to get kicked. Now, if they have something in there to bring you back in after a kick, something that Fallout never did, or 76, I'm all for that. This is fucking crazy. And the guy's like, Dad Gamer here. Can my friends keep me in if I have to, say, run upstairs because my child needs to be rocked back to sleep? Or is it easy to jump back into the same game if I was kicked? I usually play after the kiddos go to sleep. Online games are tough because no pausing fucking be a dad i'll fucking be playing a grindy looter shooter what the fuck are you talking about this is fucking asinine these developers work on it like what if my kid's being fussy well i don't know man how about you just go be a parent first and foremost if your kid has a history of being fussy shit's gonna happen can't play it's like but i really want to see the movie in the theater but my kid's being crazy what am i gonna do with them can you guys pause it or rewind a minute or so that's all i ask is that there they don't fucking go to a movie in the fucking theater wait for vod you gotta miss shit as a parent because you're replacing with the joy of bringing a child in this world because you're a fucking selfish person simple god i don't mean to sound like fucking jerry seinfeld a little bit there but holy shit man this is ridiculous and then okay here's here's another one number 44 the bosses don't drop specific loot does anyone have a pencil I can put in my heart? Ah, 
why the fucking Care Bear shit. This is the problem. Red flag and personal opinion again, ejecting into it. I remember, again, sounding like a member Barry from the South Park season or whatever it was. I remember when. When I was playing um, Division or Destiny and, you know, the, the looter shooters. And the reason I keep referencing them is not because, no, those are the only games I've played based off of looter shooters. Because they are the ones that are most specifically that Anthem's trying to target. Well, let's be honest. Trying to target Destiny and that audience, right? Okay, cool. I get it. You feel like you can do it better, you go for that market. Like, because there's a lot of fucking money to be made there. There really is. And Bungie's been dragging their feet and just fucking it up. And they have not taken full advantage of it consistently. So if you're anyone else, yes, you can do it better. But learn from those past mistakes from all those guys. From Ubisoft in The Division, from Bungie and Destiny. Um, what's the other looter? Even Diablo is a good one that they've been around forever. Learn from that shit, right? It's all about loot. If you're going to make the game all about loot and have that be the focus, and that's what you're telling people, then make it about loot. So when you have something like this, that bosses don't drop specific gear loot, what the fuck's the point of me going there then and farming it? If I can go to any boss and do it, I'm not going to go out of my way to go do like a crazy hard mission or a dungeon because guess what? It's just like, eh, you haven't detailed and said like, if it's a harder difficulty, the drops are going to be like more likely that you're going to drop a legendary, nothing like that. And this takes away from so much. When I was playing Destiny, I remember going through and there was strike-specific loot that I would run over and over again and farm. And for some people, they're like, that sounds fucking boring. I get it. I understand it. But this is something specific, right, for my class. So when I fucking did it, and I remember to this to the day I die, it was Destiny 1 for the Taken King, and there was the two brother strike. And they dropped these Titan gauntlets that just looked fucking awesome like i was like i saw it and i was like i i need to have those i just grinded that shit rng was not in my favor it sucked for some people they got it on their first run and they didn't even know it was part of it but once i found that out i kept grinding on it right and i was like fuck it's not there fuck there when i got it though i was so fucking excited like a drug addict i was stoked when i was in the tower do you know how many fucking messages on xbox i got from people other titans or even other characters that were like dude what the fuck are you wearing that is legit how the fuck do you get that that is a good feeling that is fun because it's like yeah i work to fucking earn this by putting in the time energy and effort yes rng finally was in my favor i get it i rather not have it squarely be on rng but i got it it's badass looking same thing with everything so when you don't have that it kills so much of that satisfaction on a lot of levels when you get to the hardcore base that is at your end game already and they're fucking just hemorrhaging it through because no matter what anyone tries to tell you these games will never have enough end game content they just won't too many people will get there and breeze through it and then they're like i'm bored there's nothing left to do let me jump on the forums and start screaming and yelling at people and then other people are like well i'm not there yet and it's like okay you're not but you're gonna feel it either way you just may get there in a month because Guess what? You still play the same amount of hours at the end of the day as the guy who went crazy. It's just he does it 24 hours straight, and you're just going to do it 24 hours in about a two-week window. It's all the same fucking numbers at the end of the day, people. So with that said, he's going through. And I, I just this does I, I this was I saw this and this was really disappointing to read. 
where that idea of like talking within the community and like, dude, I heard so and so like this one boss in this one area, he fucking drops this thing supposedly. And it's like this epic weapon or epic piece of gear and holy shit has this stat. So it becomes almost like a myth and a rumor. And then I'm sure people nowadays will go on PC and data mine and find it, but it's like, okay, but who's race, who's going to get it first and have this sweet piece of gear. It's like, it's all part of this community, this challenging, this competition. It's fun. It's healthy. And they completely take that out. And I absolutely played with a lot of people in Destiny where I remember there was another strike that they had specifically again. And it was like this hooded, it was a hooded rope for the hunter. And there was no hoods in for the hunters, but it looked and it had like fur on the, it, on the fucking shoulder. It looked so fucking awesome. And I ran with one buddy and I just was with him the whole time, helping him out as best as I could to run through it to get him to drop that. And eventually when it did, dude, he was fucking so happy he was so excited he can't take that into a job interview you know he can't apply that at work i get that but to share that moment with him that was fucking awesome to me gaming is about moments you have whether it's solo or with people and when you get to have those type of moments that's great but it's a game that can offer moments upon moments that truly make itself something special when it comes to a multiplayer environment as well and that's something that clearly they've taken away by doing this. So two more to get to because we're pushing the 40-minute marker here. And I'm sure you guys are loving all of this. Um, players won't be able to inspect friends' gear at launch. Uh, we'd like to do this, he says. Well, not at launch, but we'd like to do this, as Ben Irving said from Anthem. So here's a game where, again, you're talking about loot mid-maxing meaning you're going to be able to specify your character and javelin to play any way or any certain way that you want to make them stronger and more powerful great sounds great so for people that are going in this is a huge fucking miss because if you're going to be telling people like you can mid-max you can go crazy and just customize your guy from not a cosmetic level but hey from a standpoint of like actually playing the game and you don't have this Good luck with that shit because people are love to go in there and some may say, well, that's how you keep people from kicking other people. No, it doesn't. But it helps people that are putting groups together. Be like, hey, I'm running tank, dude. Like we need two DPS. Where are you at with that? Well, I'm a DPS. OK, what type? And now you have to exchange all that information instead of quickly clicking on it and walking people through. It's just little shit like this. And they even said you won't be able to trade at the at the beginning. So think of it that way. Going back to my last point when I bitched and moaned about. Um, what you call it? What was the fucking thing about the yeah about getting a loot that's not specific to you? That fucking sucks. Like I've played so many of these games where I'm like, guys, I got this epic gun. I don't need it. I don't want it. Who wants it? And they're like, oh, that's right. I can't drop anything. I can't trade it to you. Guess I'll sell it to the NPC vendor for a hundred gold coins. Yay! Like that fucking sucks. You're not helping anyone get better. You're not building that that chemistry as a team, and that's really lame. And that ability to trade, especially if you're going to be doing this, I'm like, damn, dude, this sucks. We can't defeated this epic boss, but and all I got was shit that's clearly not meant for me. Um, here, let me give it to you at least, so you can get double bonus. So at least somebody in our permanent group got hooked up on this. And so it's just shit like that. It's this idea where like, what are you doing, and you know all that stuff. So, and here comes my last and final, well, my second to final last point. Difficulty setting mainly bolsters health and damage. And this goes, I'm, when I read this, I had flashbacks straight to the division. So the end game, or as they're calling it, the elder game, fucking corny motherfuckers. In Anthem, the level cap is 30, which is bullshit. 
Um, it's way too low. As far as the end game goes, I haven't seen anything about raids. Maybe that's what strongholds are, or I doubt they're going to be anything significant. Like in terms of, it wouldn't surprise me if they're like the strikes for Destiny. But let's say you go through and you're playing the game, right? And you're at the end game, you're at level 30, you're like, okay, what's next? They say there's not one, not two, but three levels of what they call Grand Mastery. Grand Mastery level three is the hardest difficulty you can get in the game, but it also means the epic of epic loot. Fuck you. That's what that means. Again, that tells me severely lacking content. They want you to go back and replay all the shit you've always done, and they won't do it probably any way differently. And it says here, the guy asks, any chance you guys can go into details about the increased difficulties and what that entails? For example, is it just more health for enemies, or is there more to it than that? Ben Irving replies, it's mainly health and damage for the difficulty settings. When there is an elite or higher version of said creature, we tweak some of their behaviors. Accuracy, dodge, frequency. Fuck you. That's bullshit. You did not dodge. You tweaked what the fuck does that mean so what the guy's gonna move one more time over the course of a fight no you know what this means fucking bullet sponge just like fucking division was that's all this means but they're going to say you can buy more into it because you're fighting a giant monster instead of some dude with a fire or with a fucking backpack and a gun so that's more believable so that's all it is. It's just a fight that took you 15 minutes is now going to take you 35 to 40 minutes. And all that's changing is more health and more damage. That's fucking bullet sponge, people. That is fucking boring. I am telling you that is fucking boring. That will not last whatsoever. So I think that's it for my rants, I hope. Let's see, 53. Actually, I think I got one more, right? Oh, come on. Polygon, your fucking website sucks. Oh, this was another one. Luke cannot be swapped mid-mission. This sucks. If you're playing and I'm curious how the loot it works in this and that am I fighting just some average dudes and they could drop something that I can pick up or are they doing the Destiny model where it felt like in Destiny 1 you got all your gear at the end if you were lucky. Sometimes there was bosses that didn't drop shit, which I'm not a fan of, but whatever. Um, this sucks. If you drop an epic piece of like, if you got a chess piece or something, you know, or a helm... Or like a fucking new weapon? Come on. Like, you want to equip that shit right away kind of thing. You want to put that on and be like, dude, let's go. I'm ready to go. I needed this new gun because I'm holding the group back on this mission. I'm fucking really underleveled on something that I haven't gotten to drop. You finally get it. You're like, oh, I'm back in the fight. Nope. Go. We gotta wait. Gotta wait for it. That makes no fucking sense to me. Especially for a game that's so focused and they keep saying this to us about loot about loot it's the same thing you go play the mission whatever you get you get you go back to their forge area or their launch bay whatever they're calling it their community you load up and you go into the next mission oh that's not going to be fucking boring and repetitive at all with your content so if they're going to do this and they want to make it work with the repeatable content i hope for their sake that content is fucking incredible from the story to the dialogue choices that are that are supposed to be there but let's be honest none of it will probably matter in the end as well as the moments baked into these missions. Like when you go on strongholds that are like what I think is their version of strikes. Boom. You better have that thing chock full of moments that are epic, that are incredible. But guess what? All those scripted moments will get tired. Go watch Infinity War on repeat every time. I've done it. The scenes are like, I know he throws a planet at Iron Man right now. It's still, it's really cool. 
but definitely not as cool as the time as I, first time I saw it or the first couple of times. It gets super fucking repetitive and it's really hard to do that. You need more of the end game. You need more of a focus with group play and team mechanics and really push the envelope. And I'm sure also too, we're going to hear about it maybe a year down the road, how when Anthem comes out and doesn't hit sales numbers and they have all these red flags and all this community outrage and people are pissed and they fuck with people on microtransactions because they will. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you hear something where it's like, hey, why is my loot reward? I'm getting microtransaction points. If you want to add that on a bonus, cool. Do not make it part of my loot pool, please. Don't do it. And we don't even know how much this shit's going to cost officially. And we don't know how much we're going to get when they do give it to you. So keep that all in mind. And I wouldn't be surprised to, again, Jason Kotaku, or Jason Kotaku, Jason Schreier from Kotaku says... I talked to some sources, Anthem turned out to be a shit show because, and you go through and you hit most, if not all the points I just listed, because there's too many cooks in the kitchen, so many people came over mid-development, mid-development, they also changed the direction of the game, which happens, there's no question about that. I'm sure this changed quite a bit, and there was never a focused direction on anything, and that's some shit you're probably going to hear and experience, so, you know what, yeah, we'll see what happens, I, at the end of the day... What I will say to people is if you're excited and hopeful for the game, I'm not saying this to make you feel silly or stupid or like an idiot for wanting this. I just want to put it out there publicly. Like these are knowns going in. So we should not be shocked or butthurt if, and when they do occur. However, you're excited. You're hopeful. That's cool. I, I, I really honestly, at the end of the day, I hope I'm completely wrong about all this. I really am. If you're trying to tell me that that me being wrong and eating crow and saying on the podcast, I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know anything. And I'm a pretentious douchebag about this. And I got it totally wrong. I will take that a hundred percent of the time. If it means we actually get a kick-ass video game. I really do because I need something to, to help me to hit that scratch or that itch scratch with the fuck, whatever the words is. I'm getting my throat a little dry from all this talking. I want something to scratch that itch of the looter shooter that I can just sink fucking time into with my friends and have good moments and have fun and be like, oh, I got this. Oh, you got that. And and be pissed off when I didn't get anything, but they got something epic. Like, I want all those moments that Destiny 1 provided most of the time. So I hope this is a great game. Hope I'm completely wrong. It's Bioware Storytelling 101. It's fantastic. It's great gameplay. It's so much depth to it and all these secrets and all the blob, all that shit. I hope it is. Frankly, I don't think it will be though. And that's unfortunate. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in about 30 to 60 days. And at the end of February and this game launches, that's when we'll know a lot more about this game. So, whew. all right, guys, that's going to do it for me today. Uh, thank you so much for listening to my rants and my rambles. And I hope that I was able to maybe provide some more insight, some more, just a different view of opinion on this and everything, even with my my past biases towards these two companies. Um, well, I should say biases specifically towards EA. But I hope I just give you more food for thought. If you want to play it and pre-order and do the Super Duper Collector's Edition, go for it. Whatever makes you happy, just don't be surprised when this shit hits the fan, because it will. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, or even if you're meh about it, uh, lots of ways to get involved. Support and help the podcast grow. Um, and we got links in the description of this episode on how you can do those things, such as subscribe, rate, review, 
um, all that bullshit on your podcast listening platform of choice. You can also share the podcast with others who you think might enjoy it as well. You can also send in your listener questions. Waiting for them. Um, you can send them to our email. Our email is thehavenpc at gmail.com or through the podcast's official Instagram and Mixer accounts. Just search The Haven Podcast and on either of those things and they'll, they'll pop up for you. Or you can just click on the links that I've provided in the description. Um, any and all of that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much again, guys. And make sure to check out if you haven't already. Um, if you're interested on our Mixer channel over to the DVR, um, we have a one plus hour-ish playthrough of um that i put up for our game pass sessions our ongoing series we do on that um in regards to kingdom two crowns and actually that was something i brought up last week that i was going to talk about i'll put that in the back burner because this definitely took up a lot more of my thought processes but as well as i put up about an hour or so gameplay of below as well so check all that stuff out all right guys have an amazing fan fantastic weekend i got a new batman board game i just bought called batman gotham city under siege Check it out. Google it. It fucking looks rad. I can't wait to play that tonight. And I'm going to be playing a lot of it. So, yeah, you guys. Take care. Um, great weekends. Loves. Kisses. All around. I think I'm becoming delirious from talking. Not enough oxygen to my brain. All right. Bye, you guys. Take care.